up everybody it's your boy la and you are listening to the huddle uh you know normally there's another voice on the side of me that says the huddle but my boy is out for the rest of the season so um it's just me you stuck with your boy and that's not a bad person to be stuck with what's up the huddle i'm excited we are actually on the last episode of season four that's right the last and final episode of season four i don't know how to feel about that i've never closed out a season by myself so it's kind of lonely in the studio by myself but um we're gonna rock with it um earlier in the podcast y'all know we used to have this segment called that's crazy and we kind of shied away from it but boy i have something to say that is absolutely crazy i don't know what it is but like every time i go to ross it's very rare that i go to ross and if you're listening and you don't know what a ross is if you're up north ross is kind of like a value city um or like a yeah i'd say like a value city or something you know how they had like the clothes but then a little bit of the furniture that's kind of what ross is in the south and so i go to ross rarely but whenever i do it's normally to get like some shorts or something for the gym every time i go in there guys every single time there's somebody that's being caught stealing (laughs) it makes zero sense to me i kid you not i went into ross today i'm preparing to leave town in the morning and so i wanted to grab some shorts and there's this lady up front and she's like crying with loss prevention and i guess she got caught stealing and they were about to call the police on her and so she is just like bawling her eyes out and she's got her hand over her mouth and she's just like shaking and trembling with fear and i just kept walking and i'm like yo every single time i I mean like the time before there was another person that got caught stealing i don't know what it is with y'all with ross and stealing but i just want to encourage you today and let you know that you're better than that you are better than that okay you are more than stealing at Ross. You're better than that. You can do better than that. If you're going to steal, steal from Nike or Apple or Neiman Marcus or like Michael Kors. Like you're better than that. Come on, Ross. Get you some thieving standards. Get you some standards. Okay, why would you go to jail for stealing something from Ross? I don't condone stealing, but I'm just going to say if you must steal, don't steal from Ross. Like what? <laughs> where's your standards you know the problem is you know some of y'all don't know how to sin that's the problem and i'm not condoning sin either but i'm just saying if you're gonna sin like go big like if you're gonna steal go big if you're gonna go to jail for something go big so i thought that was crazy that people were actually being caught people are continuing to be caught for stealing from ross i don't know i thought it was pretty funny and it tickled me because i was like wow the devil will really have you out here settling for something that is so far beneath your potential now i know you can steal better than that that's what i would be saying if i was the police as i'm arresting you i'd be like now first of all it makes no sense that i have to come up here and arrest you from ross because you decided to steal from ross like that's just insane but um anyway outside of that like i said i'm preparing to leave town preparing to leave town tomorrow and i'm super excited because your boy needs a break okay i love everything that i get to do here but it's just been when i tell y'all it has been a season it has been a season of loss for me personally and you know what there are moments where you just want to be sad but then there are moments where you're grateful because it's clear that god is clearing the stage and preparing the way for the new things so with all that being said i'm excited to just leave town for a few days and just relax um I'm actually gonna be in Chicago. So if you're listening, you're from Chicago, what's up? What's a good spot to eat at? I got some family that just recently relocated out there about a year ago. Um, they're in the military. And so we're gonna go just check it out and 
chill for a few days you know just let her hair down and, and relax a little bit so i'm super excited about that also excited because this is the end of season four as much as i love podcasting i definitely could use a break we're actually like i i think we mentioned it a few episodes ago we just um like moved into another location and so like i'm i'm helping the church and like we're about to paint and do some things and it's just nice to finish a project but also take a break from it so that we can get some things situated so you know hang tight with us we're definitely coming back um things might look a little bit different but we're, we're definitely going to be returning in a bigger and better way but i want to talk about something today that is very very special i think every leader has to come to this point and you have to decide how you're going to respond how you're going to respond how you're going to react when they leave Listen, listen up, KOC. Listen up, everybody listening. I want you to turn this topic up. If you are a leader, especially, I want you to turn this topic up. This is so important to me. Um, I knew it was important when I started taking notes. You know, a lot of times God gives us creative freedom on this show to just talk about the things, you know, that we feel led to talk about. But then there are times where God just gives me a topic and he's like, no, this is exactly what I want you to talk about. And this is the time that I want you to talk about it. And um, here we are. So when they leave, how do we handle when a person leaves, whether it's leaving the relationship, whether it's leaving the organization, whether it's leaving, you know, our business, our church, our communities, how do we handle when they leave? You know, there's very rarely ever talk about the appropriate way that we should handle a person leaving. It's, it, you know, we're excited to accept people. You know, we don't necessarily need too much help on how to handle when they come, when they join. But how do we handle when they leave? I was thinking about this because I am in a ministry. Obviously, you're listening to it, but it's in a community thing. It's an arts ministry. And so, you know, you write these projects and people play certain roles. And as a director, it's a always fantastic when you get great actors and actresses and crew members to be a part of the team. But there's one thing that I always, always, always consider is that one day they might have to leave. That's right. One day people might have to leave. They might come to you and go, you know what, man, it was great. I appreciate the opportunity, but God is calling me here. God is calling me there. Or sometimes they might just talk some trash and just walk out the door or they might not tell you that they're leaving, but they will leave. And so you have to be prepared as a leader. We have to be prepared to handle what happens when they leave. And, you know, I want to say that this topic applies to everyone, no matter how they leave. Let's forget how they leave. OK, sometimes we think that we have to have a good response or be nice to the person based upon their actions. You know, there's this thing that people say in culture and it, it, it kind of annoys me. And it's like everybody wants to normalize things. They're like, normalize this, normalize that. I, I'm one of those people that like anything that's trending. I tend to go the opposite way because it just it bugs me. But if I may be a part of the trending uh, topic or the tre- trending ling- lingo. Oh, wow. I can't talk. The trending lingo. I want to say normalize something. Okay. I want us to normalize deciding who we're going to be. 
In other words, let's make it a normal thing to respond how we're going to respond no matter how the other person treats us. That's the Christian thing to do. That's the mature thing to do. That's the adult thing to do. Let's normalize how we are going to respond as leaders no matter how a person treats us. Okay, so the first thing I want to say is we need to love people enough to let them go gracefully. We need to love people enough to let them go gracefully. What does that mean? Even if they're nasty when they leave or even if they're super polite, sometimes we love people so much and we think that they have the, the greatest potential to just go further in whatever it is that we're leading. And when they come and they step out, it can sometimes be a shocker and it definitely hurts when you love people. But we have to love people enough to let them go gracefully. And the way to let them go gracefully is to remember the good. Remember the good. Okay, I very early in this ministry, I, I hadn't even launched publicly yet. We were still like taking care of the business in and we were in rehearsals for the first production. And there was somebody who did my um, graphics and stuff and we had to part ways and it was not a pretty part ways. Okay, they basically like turned up on me and was just really nasty and I had to let them go and I had to decide in that moment. I am going to be a man of integrity. I'm going to be a man of honor. No matter how this person leaves, I'm going to be a man of integrity. And the way that helped me was to remember the good. I know it can be a slap in the face when people are disrespectful or sometimes it can hurt when they leave. But when I say remember the good, remember how you felt when they first joined. Remember the good times that you had, you know. Maybe, you know, we're in this pandemic or we're in this or the pandemic is, I don't know if we unsubscribed or what, you know. We're trying to get back to what we used to do. And there's some people who are not willing to come back and you have to be OK with that. And you have to remember the good. Remembering the good will help you to let them go gracefully. Sometimes people can do all these great things. And if it ends bad, we'll we'll remember like the bad way that it ended and we'll label them as that versus saying, you know what? Things might not have ended pretty. You know, um, I, I probably wish they could have stayed longer, but I'm going to choose to take the high road and remember the good that they were once a valuable member of this team. They were once a valuable member of this. Um, this 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 ministry, whatever it is that you're doing. Another thing is respect them in their choice. You know, sometimes as a leader, we have a vision for our ministry and if you're not careful, you can make the vision for your ministry, the vision for their life. I'm going to say that again. We have a vision for our ministry, our business, our families. And if we're not careful, we can make our vision for our thing that we're to lead the vision for their life. We can write them into something that they did not necessarily sign off or agree to. Um, in fact, Austin just a few weeks ago preached a message and he was saying, loosen your grip. And one of the things he said in there was cancel your plans for people. And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes it's hard because we are so used to them being with us that when they finally say like, oh, I can't do this, it can be a shocker. And you're like, OK, well, I never imagined you not being here. And so now you have to kind of go back and revamp your plans. But we have to respect them enough to understand that they have a choice. People still can choose whether or not something works for them. People still have the right to choose whether or not they want to continue. And we have to be OK with that. And and one of the things that we don't talk about as leaders is like, you know, sometimes it can we we have to be aware of this arrogance that we have everything that they need. We have to be aware, be aware rather of this arrogance that tells us that, like, 
you know, there's nothing that they can get from another place that they aren't getting here. Because that's not true. You don't we don't have everything. We don't offer everything. There's no one place that can give you everything. And so we have to be honest enough to accept our current deficit. Accept our current deficit. I'll give you an example. I grew up in a family and a lot of our, you know, I have a few uncles who are in ministry and pastoring and, you know, family, friends, you know, church is just something that's natural in our family. Okay. And I remember there was a cousin of mine who decided to leave their church, their family church. And there was like a big deal for a lot of people. They were like, you should not leave. Like, you know, you should be there and support your family and like blah, 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 blah. And there was just all this expectation for him to remain in the same place. And it was almost like selfish in a way, not even almost selfish. It was selfish without people even realizing it because, you know, you cannot plan where someone is going to stay. And you also have to be honest and recognize your deficit. And what I mean by that is just because you have a deficit in some area, just because there's something that you can't offer a person, that doesn't mean that you're less than, you know, the deficit for my cousin was, okay, well, we're newlyweds and we're the only newlyweds here and we need to be around people who are at the same level of life that we are. We need to be around younger people. We need to be around. And if you can't offer that, you have to be mature enough to say, you know what, that's not something that we have here. I encourage you to go and find it because I can't tell you, you know, we cannot tell a person that what they need, that their need is not a need. We cannot tell a person that like, oh, you don't need that. You know, that that's not your choice. Even if it's something that you feel you personally don't need. You know, I always tell people with this ministry, you know, we act, but we're not your traditional theater. So if you're looking for traditional theater, this is not the place for you. And I encourage you, if that's a dream of yours, I encourage you to go and find that because I don't want to to resent me or to settle here because I feel like you don't need this and like you need to minister. There are some people who are like, I don't want to just minister with my gift. I want to do other things, you know, and I have to be okay with that and say, okay, well, that's a deficit that I don't, I'm not offering that. So I have to be mature enough to say, okay, well, go ahead and go and do it in love, you know? Um, so it's like, you know, you got to ask yourself, did they need something more than we currently offer? You know? Did did the relationship, did the friendship, did they need something more than I can currently give them? Maybe they are looking for someone who's available to to hang with them every single weekend. Well, I can't give you that. You know, maybe they are looking for a church home that, you know, I don't know that the, the worship team is putting out albums. We don't do that. You know, and so it takes maturity to when they leave, recognize that, okay, that's a deficit and don't take the deficit as something that makes you less than it doesn't make you less important. It doesn't make you not as valuable as the person that they're going to now join with. It just means that that's something that you don't specialize in, because let me tell you something. There is a place for everybody. There is a place for everybody. Sometimes that place isn't with you, but there is a place for everybody. And there's a place for you, too. So, you know, when they leave, let's let's try to normalize, as culture would say, letting them go with grace. Um, always honor people. Always honor people. One of the things that I um, that I feel is so important is honor. No matter how, like I said, nasty. Um, no matter how nasty people leave, always honor I'll go back to the story. I remember the the person that left in the beginning. Um, people would ask, what happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? It is so tempting to tell people exactly what happened when you're not partnering with someone. 
especially after they did you wrong. Like, let's be real. It's so tempting to be like, I'll tell you what happened. And here's why you shouldn't partner with them. But you know what? It's like, let's have the audacity to honor because I'm going to tell you something. When people bash someone that leaves their company, that leaves their brand, that leaves it, it speaks volumes about their level of maturity. But you know what it really says to me? It says I'm scared. It says I'm afraid and bashing them is just a defense mechanism. I'm going to explain it. There are things in this ministry in Kingdom Over Castles that I cannot do. There is no brand, business, ministry, church relation. There is nothing. Everything that you as a leader have, we're designed to be in relationship with people. OK, so there are things in this ministry that I cannot do. OK, with that being said, if someone that does the thing that I can't do leaves, I have to be mature enough. L.A. has to be mature enough to say bless you on your future endeavors and send them with love, remembering the good, trusting that God is going to replace them. Ah, there's the issue, because a lot of us don't trust that God can and will replace them. So when we bash people, what it says is, I'm afraid that what you brought to the table will no longer be here and we will have to go without. I'm afraid that the way you sing, we will never find another singer. I'm afraid that the way you act, we will never find another actor. I'm afraid that the way you dance, we will never find another dancer. And because I'm afraid, I bash you for leaving and I put up this front as if you're making this big mistake when really you're probably being obedient and I'm just scared. Ooh, this is a hard pill for some people to swallow. I know it is. I know it is. But it's okay because you know what? This is the huddle and we're going to get through this together. I want to encourage you when they leave. Maybe you're listening to this and you are in a situation now and, you know, you're looking at your team or you're looking at friends that you had before the pandemic. And, you know, now here we are coming back out and you, you kind of have these gaps. I want to encourage you with something. You are anointed and called by God. Your team doesn't make you your your connections don't make you. You are made by the heavenly father. Now, that is not a license for us to go out here and be arrogant and nasty because some people take it and they go, well, I'm anointed. I don't need anybody, blah, 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 because that's not true. That's not true. You are anointed to the point where God will have people attracted and drawn to you to help you out. Your anointing will draw people that will say, let me roll up my sleeves and get in the ring and help you fight. But I want to say this because you have to understand that sometimes we put our anointing and attach it to other people. And when they leave, we feel like that's going to make us have less anointing. We think that that's going to make us less effective because they're no longer there. No, it's not. It's not. You have to trust that the same God who sent the first group of people, the same God who gave you the first team is the same God who sits on the throne. And God knows exactly what it is that you need. You are anointed. The anointing is inside of you. And so when you bash people that leaves, what you're saying is, I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm anointed enough. And if you leave, then my ministry falls apart or my business falls apart or or the relationship falls apart. You have to be so secure in yourself that when people leave, you can let them leave gracefully with love. I'm not telling you even to let people leave nasty. You know, this is not a message for you to say, fine, I don't need you or like. 
you know, you wasn't good anyway, or, or, you know, you used to get on my nerves or, or now all of a sudden, you know, you used to praise them and you used to congratulate them. But when they tell you they're moving on now, all of a sudden you can remember their faults and the things that they weren't good at or perfect. at, And that's not fair. That's not fair. It's not fair. We have to have enough faith in God and enough trust in God's ability to help us that we can allow people to leave gracefully. You know, doing this ministry, as I stated, I always tell people I'm going to be in this thing until God tells me to stop until the Lord tells me to stop. And so with that being said, I understand starting that there are people who will play certain roles. There are people who will do certain things that might have to leave. And guess what? The door is always open. The door is always open if they should come back, if they want to come back. You know, if, if we see them out, we're not going to be like, oh, they used to be a part, but now they're not. I can't kick you out of the kingdom. I don't own the kingdom. And a lot of times as Christians, we are so bad at handling when people leave. Like we will tear them to pieces when they leave and act as if their presence was never appreciated or as if they were never good. That's not true. That's not true at all. You know, and so. I, I um I this topic was so important to me because I've been seeing a lot of people, you know, there's just this cancel culture that goes around where we cancel people and we get so mad at people because they don't agree with us or they don't grow at the same pace or in the same direction as us. It's okay. It's okay. You know, but you don't have to bash people. You don't have to bash people because at the end of the day, when they leave, God stays. When they leave, anointing stays. When they leave, grace stays so you can love people. I have people now that I started. I was looking at some pictures um, when I first started acting, even before KOC. And uh, there were just some, so many great people that I had the opportunity to work with. And then, you know, you see them going on doing other things. And I have absolutely no love lost. Absolutely no love lost for anybody. Because let me tell you something. That might hurt your feelings a little bit, leaders. I'm talking to leaders. Now, if you're not a leader and you just, you know, I believe everybody is a leader. But if you don't identify yourself as a leader, this is not for you. You might want to just come check us out next season. But leaders, listen up. We have to grow up and not be nasty to people, because why would God send you help or a new group of people if you bash the old group of people? Why would you do that? And, and, and we have to be mature enough to wish people well, to want people to go on and to do things. I never want to hold anybody back from being obedient to God or doing something that the Lord has placed on their heart. Because honestly, holding people longer than they should stay will put you in a storm. You remember Jonah? Jonah was not supposed to be on that ship. God told him to go to Nineveh. And because of his obedience, he put everybody else on the ship in a storm all because he was afraid and 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 and, and being disobedient. But as leaders, we can be disobedient. There are so many people who are held hostage in ministries and in churches and 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 ooh, families in, in ministries who have this unhealthy view of loyalty that says because i'm loyal i have to subject myself to this ministry or this thing and god is trying to tell you you have so much more maybe there's some friends who are like you know who who've always you know been like i said this isn't a cut your people off message but I'm, i just want to give you something to think about maybe there's some people who maybe you started a journey together and you're and you're growing in a different way and loyalty has you trying to hold on to something but i want to tell you as leaders Let's check our rosters. Let's ask people, you know, is this too much? Is this something that, you know, you still can be a part of? I'll let you in on something. 
as close as me and Austin is are oh wow that's ghetto English close is as close as me and Austin are outside of what we do in KOC that is a brother first and with that being said my my respect and love for him does not depend on if we do ministry together and every season and every project I always ask him like hey bro is this are you still good with this and he'll be like yeah bro I'm good with it but if he should say no I was like all right cool man because our love cannot be dependent on if someone is working with us if someone is sticking with us that's holding people hostage and it's really not fair it's really not fair and I'm going to tell you, God, sometimes when we hold things hostage, when we hold people. Oh, and, and by the way, this is I'm just using that as an example. I don't want y'all listening like, oh, that's why he not here. Mind your business. That's not why he not here. I, he actually just texted me right now. But I'm just using it as an example. But leaders, once again, listen to me and say this. Let me let me say this to you. When you hold on to something longer than it should be held on to, you rob yourself of what's coming next. You rob yourself of what's coming next. I'm going to tell you a funny story. Every time I go to the car wash, you know how you got to put your car in neutral and then it kind of like pushes your car through. I don't know. I feel like they push my car a little bit too fast through the dryer section. So I'm that person that low key hits the brakes so that my car can get completely like dry. And then sometimes I get a little nervous because I could see the car coming behind me and then I'm like, okay, okay, I'm just playing. And then I'll like kind of roll my car through. And what will happen if if I'm not careful, I'll cause a wreck. I'll cause things to be stopped up. I'll cause a long line. And some of us, we have a whole line of blessings waiting on the outside, all because we won't let go of something that God is finished with on the inside. Some of us are hitting the brakes and God is like keeping it neutral. I'm pushing you through this thing. And some of us break because we feel like we didn't get enough of this or we didn't get enough of that. And we hold up the new things that are coming. There are Toyotas behind you. There are Escalades behind you. There are Mercedes behind you. There are Nissans behind you. There are Toyotas behind you. I probably said that already, but there are things behind you. And because you're so addicted to what you have now, you you think that what you have now is not going to be replaced with something just as good or, or better. Can I tell you something? God never takes without replacing it with something better. That's no shade on, on the people because, you know, once again, leaders, I'm coming for your neck as kingdoms, as, as, as a kingdom. One of the big things that I know I'm called to is leadership. And as, as in the kingdom, we have to stop being so nasty as leaders, even when God replaces somebody with something better. That is still not a license for you to degrade the person that was once there. I'm in a position now I've been doing this whole acting and uh, writing things. And as I look back over the years, I can see how every time a person had to leave or, or move and transition, God will bring somebody in that was a little bit better than the person before. But it's not that that person is not good. It's not that that person is terrible. It's not that that person is bad. It's just that I I've witnessed God bring someone that was, you know, ready to handle the next level that he was taking me on. Now, we don't get in the room and I don't bash people like, oh, yeah, I'm glad you're here because the person that was before you, they used to do this. That's not cool. That's not of God. And if we're honest, leaders, if we're honest, the people that were there in a previous season, we stand on their shoulders, not in a degrading way. But it's because of them that God it's because God sent those people that we're able to be where we are today. I thank God for every individual that I've had come in contact with in the past. Because without them, they have made an impact on my life and my ministry. Even before KOC started there, they were training, there were lessons. And I thank God for each and every one of them. 
I don't bash them because we don't work together anymore. And, you know, I just wanted to say when they leave in the kingdom, we have to be better at releasing people. Like I said earlier, we love to accept people. We love when they join. We love when they come in and show us their gifts. But what about when they come to you and say, you know what? I feel like God is calling me to something else. What about when they come to us and say, you know what? I feel like the Lord is leading me to do this or leading me to do that. We have to be mature enough to say, God bless you. Is there anything that you need? Because we know what it's like to start something. You know, go back and remember when you were starting the vision that you're over now. We know what it's like when God is tugging at your heart, telling you it's time to step out and do this thing. And we remember the frustration and the stress of people telling us that it wasn't right. So we have to have that same grace to release people, even if we know that they're going to do something and it's not right and we don't agree with it. So what? Still release them, still love on them. You know, you might be listening and people probably are leaving and they're shady and they're talking about you. I've, I've had people leave and talk trash about me. I told you the person that did, you know, some designs for me in the beginning, they talked trash about me. They tried to steal money out of my account, but I never would blast them. I never would put them out. I, ne- I wanted to, but I never would disrespect them because I recognize that God can replace them with something better. And God is a God of justice and he will take care of people better than you can. If you will just release them, if you will just release them. So today, as we end this season, I want to encourage you to love on people when they leave as well. Don't get yourself to a place, you know, some of us, we want this moment to, you know, when they leave and then we we have a plan in our head like, oh, we're going to get successful and we're going to be doing this. And then when they come and they try to say hi or congratulations, we're going to act like we don't know them and we're going to have this moment of, oh, you should have never left. Don't you wish you were still here? They probably don't. They probably don't. Just because you became successful, most people are not bitter like, you know, we can be in our heads if we're not careful. The enemy loves to cause division. and He loves to make us be mad and feel like we have to get one up on people. One of the greatest stories in the Bible is the story of Joseph when he finally had an opportunity to get back at his brothers and he didn't. He blessed them instead. We have to be those kind of believers, those kind of leaders that will bless the people who talked about us, that will bless the people who bashed us and said we wouldn't make it. We have to be those kind of people because guess what? When you can stay calm, when people leave, and when you can be of grace, that tells me and that tells your your organization and people under you that you have a level of faith in God that says no matter who leaves, grace stays. God stays. So I want to encourage you, when they leave, Show love. You don't have to be nasty. You don't have to be, you know, um, mean or rude. You can be loving. You can be kind. You know, you can you can smile. You can love them. Bless them. Sow a seed into the future thing that they're doing. That's that's a sure way to be blessed. People come to me and say, hey, man, I'm leaving. I'm going to do this thing. Hey, bro, how can I be a blessing? You were a blessing to me when you were here. I want to be a blessing to you. So I want to give you some strategy. You're probably like, L.A., this is hard. You know, I'm hurt. I'm sad. It used to be. uh, Trust me, I understand. I'm in a season now where I'm definitely starting from the ground up. But I have peace about it because everybody that was here, their time was up. And I love each and every one of those people. And guess what? If they want to come back, they can with love, with love, with love, because, you know, we have to love people more than we love their duty. We have to love people more than we love what they specialize in. We have to love the person. 
So maybe this is a hard topic for you. Maybe you have had a little bit of bitterness in your heart because you are upset that people are not going to finish the journey or the assignment with you. Maybe you're the person like me in the car wash hitting the brakes and there's a whole line of cars on the outside waiting on you to release the car. I'm going to give you some strategy on how to handle that. Number one is pray. And I'm going to tell you what to pray specifically. Pray that God will give you the maturity and the wisdom to see that the same God who sent those people and the same God who sent that help will send more help. The same God who sent the Billy's, the Bob's, the Joanna's, the Trisha's, the Tracy's is the same God who will send the next group of people. So you ask God, Lord, give me wisdom. Give me give me your insight, your maturity so that I can let these people go in love. Number two, bless them on their exit. That's right. Bless them on their exit. Don't just let people see their way out. We do that in the kingdom. When people leave, we like, all right, see your way out. You know where the door is. You know, y'all know we've all been to 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 churches where, you know, you see key people. And I know sometimes you can't help it because people do leave nasty and, and abruptly and they don't give you an opportunity. But the, the greatest maturity is when people will will help them out the door not in a nasty way but will help them with love and send them with love you remember how you used to leave your grandma house and when you drive off she stand on the porch and just like stare at the car and wave and you'd be like five miles down the road and if you squint your eyes you can see her still out there waving and smiling that's how we have to be in the kingdom send people off with love so bless them on their exit number three honor honor always honor every time i go into rehearsals I always tell a story of, of like my past as far as arts go. And I just think of people who came in this ministry and I just honor them because whether they're here or they're gone, they definitely made an impact on my life in this ministry and souls. And so have the audacity to honor them. Speak highly of them. Even if they messed you over, speak highly of them. The, the person that did me wrong with the whole art and was trying to steal money out of my account, I had to dispute the charges. It was a, it was a mess, man. But you know, I speak highly of them. If someone was to ask, I won't tell them the bad things. Anybody can bring someone down with bad stuff. We all got skeletons in our closet, but it takes a mature person to say, you know what? They are a great person. They are a great person. So um, as we end this season, I want us to be mature. I want us to be a ministry that says, you know what? Yeah, it hurt. Yeah, I didn't like it, but I am going to release them with love. I'm going to release them with grace. I'm going to release them with kindness. I'm not going to be bitter. I'm not going to be having a stank attitude because I trust God. I trust that the same God. Let me tell you something. God always takes care of you. He will always take care of you. He God is not God. Sometimes I think we mistakenly, you know, we don't realize it. But sometimes I think we have this um, this thought that God left us to be babysat by somebody you know if you leave your child with a babysitter you don't want them to leave the child by themselves but one thing about god is god is like no they weren't babysitting you they were visiting you i'm the babysitter you're my child so I, i'm never the people might come and go but i'm gonna be here i'm your father and god is a good good father and so you are never forsaken even if it feels like it even if it looks like it god knows how to send the right people at the right time that is why we have to handle when they leave appropriately we have to handle it appropriately so i want to say thank you for listening to this um podcast this is episode 10 of season four we decided to go ahead and end it at episode 10 um 
dang don't y'all miss austin i'm gonna tell you something i am thirsty because when austin's here i can kind of get a gap in and like drink some water so dang i miss my dog he actually just sent me a text message but um i just want to say once again thank you for listening to this uh, to this podcast thank you we i will never stop thanking you guys for this like it is definitely just a dream come true and i appreciate all of the love all of the shares all of the supports and i hope that you guys are blessed i hope that this isn't something that you just turn on and we just talk in your ear for hours so like i hope you're actually getting something from this um like i said we are going to return soon with some really really cool things um but until that time i want to pray us out and then i'm gonna let y'all go on your way um lord we thank you for this podcast we thank you for yet another season god there were times where we didn't think that we were going to make it there were times where we thought that this show was over there were times that this equipment was in the storage room locked away and there were times that we thought that you were done with it but you constantly show your grace you constantly show your your favor and your anointing on this thing and you have allowed us to make it to yet another season and so god for that as a leader i'm telling you i am grateful god i'm grateful for those who listen i'm grateful for those who share i'm grateful for the platform to minister and so i'm asking that you will keep us until we meet again for yet another season in jesus name bless those who are listening help them have safe travels and a blessed day at work in jesus name we pray amen god bless all of you guys i cannot wait for season five is going to be super super cool and um until that time y'all stay out of ross you know like i said i don't condone stealing and sin but if you're gonna do it go big or go home Uh, God bless you guys. I love you so much and I appreciate all of the love and the support and we'll see you in season five.